Welcome to Invasion of Privacy. I'm Kate Wolf. And I'm C.G. Erickson. And today I have phenomenal returning guest Lisa Ann is joining us. Woo! Hello, hello. It is fantastic to be here. The traffic was incredible. You know, the commutes nowadays to hop on these Zoom, Skypes, whatever we're doing, it can be pretty taxing. Mm. <laughs> I kind of like it. I mean, I miss the in-person fun, like, hang of, of podcasts, but it's definitely convenient. It's less work. I find it's a little bit easier to get guests because you're, you know, accommodating to like they're at home, you know, it just makes it a lot easier. Amen. Amen. How do you feel siege? <laughs> I feel pretty great. I'm not going to lie to you. I uh, just woke up, took a shower um, and I'm here at work. So I feel phenomenal. Uh, do you do something else in the evening siege that would allow you to sleep to such a late time during a weekday? Actually, a Monday. Like, Mondays, I'm like, 6 a.m., let's read the news for an hour, let's be at the gym by 7, let's rally. Siege, what's up with your Sunday night, man? What'd you do? No, 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 no. I was up all day. I'm not going to lie to you. I just, <laughs> I wanted to sound like, you know, I just rolled out of bed and got here. But no, I was up all day worrying about the podcast. So, yes, I was, I was awake. Worrying about the podcast. You're so, you big got me. so many bigger. Yeah, you're kind of a big deal, Lisa Ann. Yeah, yeah, you're a huge deal. So I like was, I was nervous. I wish my friends felt that way. You know what I mean? They're just <laughs> so not impressed. You know what I mean? They're just my friends, you know? No, I was like, this is Lisa Ann. And I was getting like my nervous, uh, like I was like, ooh. And then uh, I didn't know CG was, but I was calling him like every hour, like, I'm excited. He's like, I have shit to do. Um, <laughs> but okay, so first of all, and I think this is new since the last time you were on, which was like four or five years ago, but you now are co-host or maybe there are three hosts but you can fill me in of serious xm fantasy sports i'm not a big sports person i understand this to be real with you i was doing lisa and does fantasy when i saw you like god i was doing that show because last time i saw you my life was so different than it is now but it's an every monday night show from okay. 10 to midnight um and i've had the same co-host adam Rona, since 2013 but i also do a thursday morning show uh, my podcast is now through SiriusXM, which comes out on Wednesdays. And then during football season, I do a lot of other random shows. But yeah, this has been kind of my jam. And it's so awesome because to be real, I have to watch every football game, right? And I don't mind. But the fact that like during the winter, I have an absolute excuse to just be on my couch all day by myself. It's just so <laughs> fucking awesome. And, you know, when it gets to the this part of the season where I'm not watching nine games at one time in some excessive form, whether it's red zone on one TV or uh, in a main game on the other TV, I now get like these laundry breaks. So there's just one game at a time right now. Now we're down to the final. The Super Bowl will be coming up. And I do laundry on commercials. So I have this whole timed out thing. So I don't feel as guilty because I think by the end of January, I start to feel a bit like a degenerate to know that every pretty much Saturday and Sunday, I have not left my couch and I have to get up early to schedule the workout so I can really be glued to my television from 1 p.m. 
to 10 p.m. And I usually work in the morning making my sports betting picks and setting my lineups. But, yeah, I'm ready for the Super Bowl to happen so that, like, Sundays I can take a walk. Okay. But I, I love- You watch every game, Lisa, and you have to watch every game? I don't have to, but if I want to be good at what I'm doing, I do. So what I do Mm. is I watch all the games on Red Zone, and then I have a TV. I built a TV stand by myself and lifted a 65-inch television on it. Be proud. I was. Halfway through (laughs) the installation, I realized, like, you have to lift this television. I'm so determined. It would have made me want to jump out a window if I couldn't finish the process same day. It was the night before the Masters. NFL was on and the Masters were on. Never happens. COVID thing. So I drag one out. So then during the week, I go back and watch the shortcuts. And it just helps me in fantasy football, help people set lineups. I do an entire Friday of calling into about 10 different radio shows all over the U.S., Um, and I do that during the football season. And so I have to have player depth because in each city, they're going to be asking me about totally different. You're on the fly. You're live. You can't Google it. So yes, I do watch every game. Holy crap. I am so impressed. (laughs) I do the work. Boy, then I have my side sports that I love. Uh, quarantine got me really into UFC, which I thought I would never be, but because it was the first sport back and I was obsessed with a fight Island, like when the fighters arrive and everybody's in hazmat outfits that are bright white, I'm like, Oh, can every hotel do that? That's just cool looking. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) this is just great. It just fascinated me. So then, and I also love golf. So, you know, I have a lot of sports conflicts, so I put in some serious hours. So I don't really follow television shows because how much TV can one person watch? No, no, very true, very true. Well, I'm I'm impressed. I know very little about sports. I was nervous. I said to CG like a week ago, I was like, you're going to have to help me with the sports part because I was at, when I went to University of Maryland, I got into uh college basketball for 4 years and that was about it. Like, but I was into it then. Kim, you were a cheerleader in college, in in high school and you were at every game. Yeah. So but- I don't know how you weren't into sports. Like, I was kind of rooting for the team, but more like, how do I look? Yeah. You know, like. Um, Did you understand the calls? This is something I've always wondered about cheerleaders. Do you understand the calls so that you can respond properly? Like, if it's a flag that benefits your team or, you know, a touchback or something that's unusual, would you know that and know to cheer? Or did you just look around, wait for the other girls to start jumping up and down, and then you cheered? I, I think it was a mixture of both. <laughs> I, I, was, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I was like worried if my high school boyfriend was cheating on me. Like, my, my what else is you in high school? Come on! <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're busy. He's got to be doing. He's got to be with somebody else. I just know it. God forbid, he's just with his friends. <laughs> I think he was on the team I was rooting for, and I was still like that motherfucker. Like as he was playing, I was like, I know he cheated on me with one of my best friends last weekend. I'm the fucking like so, and then I'd be like, oh yeah. You know what I mean? So my husband always. Uh, I didn't cheer in high school. I'm sorry to say Uh, my mother did try that with me once and I was not fucking having it. I did though (laughs) play basketball all through school until I graduated high school. And now I live in a building that has a basketball court and I'm getting to shoot hoops a couple of days a week and really loving it. And I'm trying to get good so that I can put myself in the mix for like charity basketball games and stuff. So I'm working on my game right now, so I could hire you as my chairman. Yes. Wait, where the frick do you live, Lisa Ann? 
I'm in this city, and now a ton of these buildings have a much better event. I mean, look, you want to live in a fortress now. We don't walk outside, right? We're not going anywhere. There's nothing to do. Mm. You know what mm. I mean? Like, you can't go out as a girl in the dark in the city right now. You may not live. If I do, I run the whole way where I'm going, and I run the whole way back like Forrest Gump. <laughs> This fucking shit is scary. <laughs> it's, you know, it's going to be rough for a little bit. Let's be real, okay? You got to be ready. I carry mace in one pocket, knife in the other. It's go time at all times. I'll touch my um, phone. I don't have yeah. it here, buds. If I got to go to Staples because I'm out of ink and I need to print something right fucking now, it is a death to find. I can make it to and from a local Staples 11 minutes entire transaction. So that's how fast I'm running, how quickly I check out because I order this stuff by phone. Say, I just want to pay for it. I'll pick that shit up, run out of there. You know, I don't want to be in the staples and shit at night. So, you know, the city. So Lisa and I was picturing like you had servants to do that kind of stuff for you. That's like what I, that's like what I thought. Yeah, but. no, it, it, it's not like that. Uh, I'm a real person. I do order my groceries online. I feel like that's the service right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But I, I do run my own errands and do my own laundry and I actually enjoy it. Well, I'm going to be ordering soon uh, these gloves that have Wolverine razor claws. So when shit really starts getting, Will you they know. they cut somebody? Are they real or are they like for kids? Like they don't cut somebody. No, no, no. They're real. I mean, I'm not really getting Why them. are we selling those? Let's talk about the bigger issue here. <laughs> you are a sane person that wants them. What happens when a crazy person back orders all of them? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing? What more? Th Thanks for telling me I have a new fear. Okay. If I see somebody hiding their arms in their long coat, I know what's coming. <laughs> oh, my God. Yo, I tried to tell her it was a toy. Kate thinks this is a real thing that you cut people with. It isn't. No, it's a children's toy, Kate. You sent me the thing. It was like from Amazon. I, 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 Amazon's not selling weapons. I'm just letting her know that too. That's not an intervention. Right now. Okay. It was. It was like a Party City link that you sent me for Wolverine claws. I was like, Kate, it's a toy. It's a children's toy. Lisa Ann, that is not true. It's. I will send you the link after this podcast. Unless <sighs> still fear, but I was going to get us a pair. You know what I mean? So if anyone messes with us, well, you already have the the basketball strength. But yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And also the ability to bob and weave a little bit too. You know, you got Plus, I pretty much know I can outrun anybody. So I feel as if I just put on my 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 wheels and just start going. I'm out of the situation. Okay. Nice, no. nice. Kate, because Kate was in like, the market for some real weapons. Because whenever she talks about like somebody breaking in, she's like, I got a candlestick right over here, got a lamp right over here. And I'm like, is that those are the best things you have in your house that can so knife? But no, I have no weapons. And I feel like if shit really gets, you know, apocalypsy, I should have something, you okay. know. Just so, so you know, I think if we were going to get there, we would have been there already. I think we're on the other side mm. of that. So maybe oh. the next big crisis, we can talk about this apocalypse thing again. But I think we've got through the worst. <laughs> this, okay. Um, but why don't you get one of those big mag light flashlights? You know, they're very heavy. Um, and that's what the cops carry. And you can beat the ever-loving shit out of somebody with one of those. Oh, and, yeah. and you have a light. So it's a dual purpose. Because you, so one thing you can carry in your car, because I remember when I had a car when I was in Los Angeles, you got to have weapons, but they got to be legal. Because if you get caught with just a baseball bat and it's random, they'll ask you a lot of questions. The flashlight makes the cut. Yo, the mag light is actually one of the last things the cops are allowed to hit you with. Like they are allowed to hit you with the pepper spray first, with the taser first. The mag lights like last on the list before they're gone. Like if you're, if you're, they have like these steps that they take when they have to, uh, 
you know, when they have and to look, subdue somebody. If there's a power outage, you also have a flashlight. Yo. <laughs> Here we go. So I just don't think the candlestick is going to do much. Um, you got it. You got to be better than that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then after that, she sent me the Wolverine claws, and I was like, Kate, we've got we've got some things to talk about. Do you have mace or do you have a stun gun? Oh, I've got nothing. They have these new tasers that shoot a beam so you can be further away from the person. It'll burn a hole right through their clothing. Oh, shit. All right, so hold on. Do you buy these, like, on the black market? Or is this, like, legit shit you can get from a This is legit store? shit that you start looking at once on Instagram and Facebook, and then it follows you down this dark path. It just keeps uh, you that you need more weapons. You've been curious about this before. Did you pique your curiosity? We don't really know. Yeah. And it just keeps coming at you. And it depends if your emotional status, you're hungry, you go on there, you just read a bunch of weird tweets. You're like, I'm going to order some shit. Yeah, I'm going to get this thing. So that's really uh, how it comes to me. But the curiosity started it. Uh, I want to awesome. Like, do you see nunchucks advertisements and stuff that just pop up on your, on your Amazon? Not really nunchucks yet. And I think that's a lot of work and a lot of risk. I'm not going there. There's too much risk. We could hit ourselves in the face and knock some right. teeth out. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Oh, I, I fuck myself. And your face is your moneymaker. Yes. Yeah, so you can't well, do, you can't have that risk. My noggin also is important. So if I hit my brain, that would be a problem. Mm, very much. <laughs> very much so. Um, so I want to talk about the videos that you just did. I want you to explain, because uh, I know that it was done in Turkey, I believe. Um, but I know it's like sex ed videos with Planned Parenthood. It's Durex. I'm going to let you kind of explain because there are so many pieces within it. I, I will tie this beautiful story together and tell <laughs> okay. you the journey, okay? Because it was it was a fabulous journey on many levels. And I'll start with in January of 2020, a woman reached out to me from Durex in Turkey, a lovely woman who ended up taking care of me and Rocco, both my co-star that came from his country in Hungary to meet me there. And she said, you know, Durex is going to launch the first ever, ever sexual education series because, you know, there's no legal sex ed in Turkey. And you have to understand, I totally respect religion and culture. It doesn't mean that I have to live by it, but I respect other people's. So porn is actually illegal in Turkey. But here's the problem. There's all these different points of access that young people are very aware of, and they're on the internet. And it's almost a shame that companies like Twitter don't have to abide by the rules of the government, because not only are they exposing a culture that isn't ready for exposure to something. But in our side, in the U.S., they're allowing minors, you know, 10, 11, and 12-year-olds to just be accessing this content, and it creates a stimulation and a rush and an adrenaline. They really don't know how to process, and I don't think we're aware. So the two things coming together when she brought this project to me, and I said, you know, I really wanted to start the conversation. So I will say to my friends here, like, will you let your kid just go outside? You live in New York City, go for a walk, not ask where they're going, how long are they going to be gone or who they're talking to? You wouldn't. Not only would you not let them do that, you would ask them questions. Where are you going? How long are you going to be gone? Who are you going with? Uh, don't talk to strangers. Look both ways before crossing. So we have all these little warnings and disclaimers that we're willing to give that we know we need to give. But yet we've completely looked at it. It's an oversight that the Internet has 
everything there and young people are getting sucked into it. And with social media in a country like Turkey, you know, if I sold a DVD in Turkey, I'd go to jail there for the rest of my life. Now in the United States, if you sold one of your, one of your DVDs or just, yep. Anybody's just an adult DVD. It's illegal. It's against the law. They have no porn. So explaining that to you here, if I sold one of my DVDs to a minor, I would go to jail for a minimum of 10 to 15 years. And I have people in my life that have gone to jail for these infractions. But yet social media has opened Pandora's box with no age gate, no disclaimers, no, you know, and, and what young people in countries, even with a ban, are able to access is creating a much younger generation having sex outside of marriage. So what the Islamic culture is going through is this just like, wow, uh, the internet has happened and, and now it's starting to cause a little ripple. You throw the rock in the water, you get that wave. It's creating a wave even there because the parents refuse to talk about it. Because if a teacher talks about it to a student, it's breaking the law. There's no Planned Parenthood where they can walk in the door and engage with someone who wants to share information with them. There's nothing. And Direx worked for a period of time to be get approval through the government to be able to shoot these informational videos about consent. I mean, just teaching them how important it is to get consent because here's what happens. The 10-year-old goes online, starts watching porn. And I know that sounds traumatic, but now that I've been out and about and away from the industry, and I have the other side of the interaction, I have quite a few, probably 80% of the guys that walk up to me that are now 18 to 24 say to me, I've been watching you since I was 10 years old. Wow. And it's disturbing to me because, A, we shouldn't be allowing it. I can't sell it. How are these how is the internet getting away with, oh, you click this box that says you're 18. It's not an age gate. And what's happening is these young minds are just getting a little bit twisted unknowingly. They're as innocent as anyone is for not explaining it to them unknowingly, but they're getting sucked in. And now when it comes to going out and searching for their own level of intimacy and having sex, what they want is very skewed. You know, they want a girl with a big butt and big lips and big boobs. You know, there's no conversation about, I met this girl and I vibe with her or we have good banter or here she made me laugh, right? We're losing that. We're seeing young people are actually having less sex than ever. And a lot of young women that I talked to have had such violent sexual experiences their first, second or third time that they've never gone back to being with a guy five, maybe 10 years later. And that guy just acted out what he saw happening in porn that he watched too young without a disclaimer that says, these are all paid actors. There's consent forms filled out. You know, their grasp of reality is this has to be real. It's on my phone. Like I see it every day that we're happy. There are tons of women. These women all have to want me, you know, so I think starting the conversation in Turkey is so beautiful because they have none. There's already been a little bit of resistance and I've been asked to take down some of the photos from social media. The religious activists there are up in arms that I got to visit a mosque and and saw some religious sites. And I listen, no qualms. I respect your religion. Um, I hope the message gets out there with them tampering with it because the government there will just 
lock them out of everything for 30 days to make them pay the price. They'll have no internet, no Facebook, no nothing, just because that's how strong the religion is and that's how strong the push is. But it doesn't mean that it's still not worth trying to reach the younger people who are going to watch this and are going to learn something from these informational videos and maybe buy a condom or maybe have a better understanding. And so for Rocco, Sofredi and I to be the messengers in this there was really special. I was mortified going there because I am a hella paranoid person. And so learning about all their laws and, and I, I, you know, like how they would actually feel about me. And because of COVID, the trip got put off and put off. And then we were finally able to put it back on the books because October Turkey opened their borders. And then people in my life were like, I was going to take an assistant, but we had to COVID test every day with an assistant. You're bringing the risk of one more person. So now I'm buckling up to take this trip by myself. And now my friends are worried. They're like, you're going to an Islamic Islamic country where they think you are like the antichrist. Like they would want to murder you if they saw you somewhere. And they're so anti-porn that I actually took a phone that I reset to its net, its original settings and a computer that I reset because if they went through my computer at customs and they found any adult custom content, I don't know what would happen when I go to jail or they just send me back home. So I didn't tell anybody about the trip until just last week was when I started talking about it. I told the company, I'm just going to wait so you guys release the videos and then I'll talk about it and it'll be fine. It's only been a week and already there's an uproar and there's them coming to me, asking me to take down photos. And I'm like, the uproar is good because I want to express to them, you all should be doing better with Twitter. Maybe your Twitter should be monitored more for your teenagers. Maybe you should get your teenager's phone and see what they're looking at. Or maybe the government needs to go to Twitter and say, why aren't you following the same rules and restrictions as everybody else? Why are you above the law? We don't want that in our country. That is their choice, you know, and if they want to live like that, that is their choice. So to not respect that. And then these young children who are even more confused than we would be at their age because they're living in such a different religion and culture. Um, it's just a great conversation starter. And I went back to them with, hey, you all should look into what your young people are actually seeing because you think porn is blocked. But I'm telling you, here's 10 ways where they're accessing it. I sent them all the information and I'm hoping that conversation there begins. It's crazy how we treat sexuality. Um, obviously, in a place like Turkey, it's way stricter. But I find even here in the United States of America, there's this weird Puritan thing where it's like people will go and look at porn or have sex, but then there's this like, oh my, like when I put out my rap video labia game, uh, I was trying in a way to be like, I'm a woman, you know, I have sex. I try to put out something funny about it, but it was like, we can talk, we can say words like labia. We can talk about sexuality, like chill the fuck out. Yes, I'm a woman. And guess what? You know, we can own this, but I feel like even here in this country, people have trouble owning their sexuality and that we're sexual beings, but doing um, it in a way where, like you said, caring about the vibe and the spiritual aspects of it as well. But I mean, I think it's brave that you said yes to the project, that you went there. I don't know if I would be uh, able to go by myself. I'd be having panic attacks. Um, I think I think it's really badass that you have this mission 
to help heal the collective in terms of their wounds around sexuality? And how many people who've like jerked off to you, but then want to judge you? Like that's, that's something that's so twisted in our collective that like, I've, I've mastered that one. Uh, those who come at me that have like a strong relationship with me and say negative things. Like I just, I got one today. Like I posted a photo on Facebook that I was like, you should be sucking my dick. And he was smart enough to spell it wrong because I have keywords blocked now. Like I'm trying to do everything right. And I wrote back and I said to him, I'm really sorry for you because I know a man that speaks to a woman like that doesn't get anybody to suck his dick. And so this is where this comes from. It's not about me. It's about you. And the people who judge me the most resent me for the freedom that I've been able to live in my life. And that's on them as well. But again, I'm 48 and be 49 this year. It took me a long fucking time to get here. And now that I'm here, I think... You know, I can really own it and and reach young people. I interviewed three 20 year olds today that are clinic defenders. They're young girls that go and help where there's protests at abortion clinics and help the clients of the clinic get in safely without being harassed. Like I, I'm I'm feeling this empowered movement and I know what you're saying because Half the shit I think I'm going to put out on social media, I delete because I don't want to deal with the comments afterwards. And so I overthink everything. Like, here's a funny thing for women. Like, I had this talk, like, how how bad would a, a celebrity's career go if she actually talked about menopause? Like, no women talk about it. But, like, every bitch that's been, that's been in our lives for a long time that were like, oh, she's hot at 54. You're like... That bitch either went through menopause or she's going through it. But like, this is some like we're still getting, oh, you know what I mean? It's just, it's like he's sending your teenage daughter to live with her aunt for nine months while she has a baby. So nobody knows. Like, but you know, we're all going to go through it. Right. But still, that would be a thing. If I brought that up. Oh my God. Guys would lose their minds. I mean, like, it's just so inappropriate. So you just got to stay in your lane, take the path, least resistance. But in this case, I don't want to take the path of least resistance. And when I was sitting there on this trip, you know, it was interesting for my first time to be in a studio with a hundred people, uh, you know, at COVID we're going to have whole new anxiety when we walk out the door. Trust me. Cause I felt them all. There was a makeup artist in my face and a wardrobe person dressed me. And I was like, can I see your COVID test? Like I felt like it was on set getting ready to do a gangbang. And I wanted to see everybody's HIV test. Like it was like that trigger just went off. Like everybody needs to see your test one more time, you know? So I had a lot of panic moments, but I, they treated us so well and they got me and Rock our own trailers outside of the studios. So we would have our own bathrooms, our own space. And, and it was really, really nice. And I was sitting there and I'd read so much about what young women are dealing with in Istanbul and, and how the culture is really suffocating them and the religion, young men. And I also get the strangest comments from countries that don't have any sexual education because they don't know where to go with this pent up sexual energy. And what happens is it can turn violent, right? These kids, they look the movies, they, they, they email me all day long. Uh, my dick's too small. My dick's too small. Well, if you didn't watch all that porn, you'd think your dick was just fine. You know, try and use it. You know what I mean? Just put it out there. That's what I would say to them. It's like, just try and use it. You know what I mean? Stop obsessing <laughs> on it. You know what I mean? It's what you got. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't like the back of my hand, but I got to use my hand every day. So, you know, I just try to understand like this is it's a warped mentality that we're truly seeing. And now you bring it back here and you realize, okay, when I was a teenager, I lived across the street from a Planned Parenthood. Um, my parents had a crazy divorce that was when I was a child, but they just hated each other my whole life, my whole young life. But now they get along, but they were just assholes. And we lived in my grandparents' basement. Uh, my grandparents built this really cute apartment, two-bedroom apartment. My brother and I shared a room. 
And I can remember being eight or nine years old and looking at my mom and going, you know, this is why I'm never going to have a child with somebody uh, because I don't ever want to be in this situation. I don't want to be attached to somebody, tethered to somebody. Like at that age, I knew we were living in a basement because my mom wasn't getting money from my dad. And I was bitter. And so when my friends started having sex, I went to the school nurse. I'm like, I'm so afraid to get pregnant. Like, can I get pregnant from the water fountain? Like, tell me what I, so she said, go (laughs) to Planned Parenthood. It's right across the street. And I went over to Planned Parenthood and I went over that same Planned Parenthood all three years that I was in that high school. And they, you know, helped me with my pills and my testing and advice. I mean, I can remember going on the pill and telling my boyfriend we had to wait 90 exact days because the nurse, like, it's, you got to take it for three months or it won't work. And I'm like, well, there's no fucking chance I'm taking. We will not be having sex before now. I mean, I was nuts about it. I was <laughs> nuts. But that nuts came from me watching my parents. And saying, this will not be in my life. This is one thing at a young age. Now, look, children can be beautiful. But at that age, I was that. But so when I was in Turkey sitting in my trailer, I thought, you know, when I get home, I should do a fundraiser for Planned Parenthood. Because, gosh, we are so darn lucky to have these, you know, organizations here where you can freely go in and ask questions without being judged. If you don't have money, you can get your PAP, your exams, mammograms, everything. You can get your pills, your condoms. Um, and we're just so lucky to have that. And I think traveling the world has given me so much empathy on what our rights really are. I mean, we're in America, we're a very entitled country and we really just always complaining. But when you leave and you see that a woman can't walk out of her house without covering all of her skin, or you see, you know, the things that you see, you come back here and you think like, okay, so I decided to pay it forward and do this fundraiser for Planned Parenthood. My goal is 10,000. Um, and it just all tied together so well, right? Because it made me remember like how my life may have been different if I wasn't aware and went and talked at Planned Parenthood. Because most of us don't want to talk to our parents, let's face it. And if you're a teenager, you want to talk to your parents, that's okay, it's awkward. But go talk to somebody that's smarter than you and not your friend's brother or anybody. Go to Planned Parenthood (laughs) and get advice. I just always talk to my friend's older brother, but like, (laughs) it wasn't... It was kind of a rough path. I'm not going to lie to you, but uh, that's where I got my advice from. I wish there was a Planned Parenthood around the corner for me. Do they help? Do they help men? Like, yep, so, I so. Go into get your condoms there. You can get exams. Yep. Yep. See, that, that's what I didn't know. I thought it was all, all for women or all for pregnancy yep. type stuff. I didn't know men nope. could go. There. Yep. Yep. Wow. So I would be, my, I might still go today. I'm not that well educated on set. I'm kind of a. I'm kind of a caveman when it comes to that kind of stuff. So I might still go like tomorrow morning. Ask see. Me some questions. How do I use it? I mean, just fucking use it. See what exactly. happens. She complains, move on. That's really the theory. But I do think. <laughs> That's great. That's I, actually I do fantastic. think that, you know, we've changed a lot. If you've, Kate, you know, you've, you guys see, you've watched how people's interactions have changed, right? Like I'm a small group person and I have the same friends for years since I moved to California in the early nineties and, you know, I'm intimate with my people and I romance my friendships and I want to FaceTime with them and I want to send them weird things that I buy on Amazon that I'm like, Oh my God, this thing works so good. Every one of my friends has to have it. So I have that kind of intimacy, but I didn't grow up with social media and I didn't grow up with porn on the internet. And I think these two factors have done some serious damage. And the only way for it not to get worse is to everyone be more aware and especially be aware with young people. There is one disclaimer I give young kids when they run up to me. 
There's a big group. One night at MSG, I was there for a basketball game with a friend, and these kids come running, and they're like, eh, 10, 11, 12. I'm taller than some of these kids, and I'm 5'2". And so they're like, Lisa and Lisa and So right away, I'm always like, so you know me from Fantasy Sports Radio on Sirius XM, right? And they're like, no, 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 we watch you on the internet. I'm like, well, how do you, do you click the box that says you're 18? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so this is my favorite, just, just rocks their world. I say, just so you know, none of the things that you see on the internet will ever happen for you. Don't ask a girl. Don't force a girl. We're all sometimes be nice and say 99% of the things you see on the internet will not happen for you. So it's a glimmer. But when I said that in front of my friend, he goes, oh my God, that's the cruelest thing you could have ever said. I'm like, what's cruel is that these kids probably come from good families and have a great future, but they have a slanted view on sex now at such a young age. How's a 14-year-old girl going to compare to what they've seen in the, in the movies? I definitely, in my sexual history could tell when I was with someone who had a porn addiction. Oh, fuck uh, yeah. I can tell what, what type of content they want. I can tell yeah. it's like, this guy watches browsers. This guy watches Evil Angel. Like, I had it down to the company uh, uh, that they favored. Are you kidding me? Oh, it's so easy. It's so easy. There's like four or five categories of fucking style that they picked up from watching way too much porn. Okay, well, okay, your other level with that. I, I could only tell, I was like, okay, this dude, because um, you can tell I'm not anti-porn, but I'm what I'm with what you're saying, where when you think that's what intimacy really is, you know, I can feel when someone comes at me with that. It's not connected feeling. Also, uh, they're not big um, maker-outers, right? They're not big with foreplay. They're not big with undressing you. Like, mm -hmm. what happened to a guy knowing how to unpop a girl's bra? Like, we used to do that under the shirt, and that was hot, right? Why is that not hot anymore? Why can't we do little boobs? Why does it have to be like, hey, you want to go do this? And next thing you know, clothes start coming. It's so fucking unromantic. I'm not trying to marry the guy, but Jesus. And so what I know from the guys in my life that I've really realized don't watch porn is they're like the best maker outers ever. Like you just make out until you can't wait to have sex with them. You know what I mean? You're just making out. I love that. Amen. Siege, any, that's, any. that's the way to do it. Kate, Kate likes to make out like we're in like we're in seventh grade. <laughs> so like I'm not yeah, she she brought it back. Well well Lisa Ann doesn't know, I don't think. So so CG was my best friend in middle school. He wasn't my boyfriend then, but I used to when Luckily, he you would have been dealing with her thinking you were sleeping around on her all the time. She was psycho at you. I couldn't deal with that. I couldn't. <laughs> I had too many of my own problems. Are you two together now? Yes, yes. Oh my God, did I just learn this? But you're in different places right now. It's so romantic. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, there's a whole backstory I can fill you in on later. But but in middle school, when he would come over, I would do stuff to him. Like I would mm. initiate. So even though we weren't boyfriend girlfriend then, I used to uh, do all sorts of things to him. So I like, yeah, I like the, the middle school making out because we literally did stuff. And he doesn't remember us kissing in middle school, but we did. She wouldn't kiss me. I was like her hoe. She she kind of was go seeing other people, and Sal was kind of like her hoe, and she didn't want to kiss me on the mouth. Basically, I remember Kate. Don't lie. And that was and she just she just dry hummed me silly in her thick Wrangler jeans, and they kind of give me brush burns a little bit. And I just let it happen because it was it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> 
I love the history here. It's beautiful. This oh, we're gonna have to do cocktails outside in the cold with ten layers and just catch up on this. Okay, we got it. I need to know. I need to. I need to be in on that. There's a yeah. I'll tell you more. It's a good story. But I used to. I mean, I mean, it's weird to say because now he was 13. Then I can't say like now it turns me on because it makes me sound sick. But like it was like hot, steamy. We did kiss. At first, I didn't because I was kind of seeing someone else, even though I was allowed to see other people. So I found a loophole. But then eventually. I, I, wait, 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 wait. There's a lot to unpack here. So in this evolved status that you were in of a woman of the world in middle school, did you have rules and parameters with these other people that you had open relationships with where it's like you can only kiss Ted and Harold, but you cannot kiss Seeds, Ben, or Nicholas? Uh, is that how it went? These are fair questions because you made up in, in our middle school, you made up seeing each other. Everybody else was going out. They had like an actual girlfriend or boyfriend. And then it's like, hey, Kate Wolf just made up seeing each other. It means you can see other people. And when people were like, what? You can't do that. I didn't make it up. I don't know. I won't say his name because he doesn't like my. So, so my ex from then is now a doctor. And he doesn't like when we bring his real name into the podcast. Gosh. But. But he came to me and said, we should start seeing each other instead of dating. So he kind of broke my heart. And I was like, all right, well, my hot bestie, CG, I've been looking at, I've been trying to tap that ass. In my and head. then she started looking at me like a real piece of meat after that. I was like, what's going on here? Like, she kind of got a new hunger in her eyes. And I was like, what the hell is happening right now? I'm like, I'm like 13. I don't know what the hell to do. I didn't oh. know I was I didn't know until we reconnected a year ago that I was dry humping him till it hurt. Like when we first reconnected. That I is hilarious. <laughs> but the thing with the dry humping and the kissing was there was so much we didn't know yet. So we were all still in this discovery phase. Imagine you had no discovery phase and your first experience with sex was watching some girl getting choked out with a gaping asshole. You know, the shit you see on Twitter at 6 a.m., you know? Um, whenever I see something like that on Twitter, I'm like, and I, I, a lot of the girls, I don't want to follow them because I know them from the business. They're nice girls. But I had to see that. I, sometimes I mute them. But I'm like, oh, my God. You know, there was a time this year when there was so much turmoil that I was, like, begging for more fucking porn on my timeline. I was like, just, God, it's become so political. Where's the fucking porn? You know what I'm saying? Like, I needed a gaping asshole at 6 a.m. Couldn't get it. Saved my life. But I did feel better when things, when I started to see cum dripping uh, on Twitter. I was like, oh, the world's getting normal again. But I could process that. Imagine being a teenager and that was your first experience. I think it would be really traumatic. See, I've never thought about that before, Lisa Ann, because I do. I saw a porn like once or twice by that time. There was like your one it was friend. was a VHS, right? Was your, a VHS. One, your one friend's dad had a huge box of yeah. VHS tapes. And you're like, what the hell is this giant box of porn? And like it would be one, one kid's dad or whatever. And you slide one in and you got to watch it real quick so you don't get caught. You know, I had like little bits of that, but like. There was, yeah, it was nothing like today. I, I couldn't imagine if I just haven't been exposed to everything that there is right now and then trying to go into it. Like, I thought I was confused then. 
Yeah, and also it wasn't as graphic then. Uh, there were a lot stricter policies in place of what could be shot and what couldn't be shot. Even the angles. We used to do positions from the side. Couldn't even really see penetration. Like, no penny. They'd yell, no penny. You're like, oh, like, we can't show the penetration. I don't need to get it in there. Um, so, like, there were all these things that changed as, like, handheld video cameras came out. Next, you know, I feel the director, like, breathing in my ass. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've watched this whole world. Oh. You know what I mean? And, oh. but... The internet just opens up uh, a Pandora's box. And I think from the amount of young guys that are now insecure about what they're, what they look like, they don't realize how things might be shot or if it's lit with a lens that makes it look longer. And look, a lot of the guys in the business are really fit. And so if you're super lean, you look like you have a dick on a stick. Of course, it's going to look better, bigger. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like regular people are looking at their regular body and they're like, Oh my God. And I just think it's making skies so incredibly insecure. And that can't be good for women because when they're insecure, they lash out. You people are not good when you're insecure, you lash out. Mm -hmm. Well, I say Mm -hmm. on stage, I'm like, I'm like, I was getting intimidated by the the women's bleached assholes. You know, I don't even bleach my laundry. And I, I was saying, like, I would be the one who tried to do, does it from home and dies from bleaching it's her funny. own funny. I don't have bleach at my house. So when I want things bleached, I have to send out my laundry. Just so it's all white, just bleach it. I don't want to deal with bleach in my house. I know I'm going to ruin something valuable with it. Like, it's, I'm going to, like, mm. get it out on a day where I have a cashmere sweater, right? And I hate myself. I haven't done the ass bleaching thing either. It's one of those things I think about and I'm like... Is that is that necessary? Do I look close enough at it? I made it through the business without doing it. Does it hurt? It's something I want to do. How do I feel about the stranger that's in my ass? I mean, I've done a lot of things there, but like the woman <laughs> who's like chatting with me about putting chemicals. Uh, you know, I, I think I might. Some things I just go up and let that pass. You know what I mean? Wait, I don't. I don't even really get it though. Is it like, are we bleaching the hair, or we're no, bleaching, we're bleaching the, the skin? skin? Actually, the same girls that bleach their skin actually wax their assholes, which, by the way, hurts like a motherfucker. I'd rather just shave that shit because you have to let the hair grow long enough to pull out. It's sensitive skin down there. I'm not. Yeah. So they wax the asshole and then they bleach it so the skin color is is nicer. Oh wow! Can you we imagine go for a lot, dude? Can you what? add CG if I was like, you know, honey, could you bleach your asshole for me? Like, dudes don't have to. I mean, I know dudes have insecurities, but like, no one should ha- should have to bleach their asshole. Like, there's too many other things to do in our lives. I would I- move out immediately if you asked me that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and listen, if somebody wanted to, like, it just seems like such an. A- I don't think anybody. It's just an after fact. I mean, that's like, listen, there's way too many options out there for me to be doing these errands. I'm only like doing this right now. Let's just end this. I feel like you're like looking at stuff too much. If you're having sex and you need that to be a certain color, I feel like you need to just, you know, just feel it out. Turn the lights out. Maybe just, you know, just chill a little bit with like staring into staring into these places that don't need to be stared into like that is all, you know? But I think it's more for pictures and girls that are doing like nude stuff with their guy on the camera or, you know, maybe selling pictures, um, you know, only fans, of course, all those things. Right. Uh, I think it's 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 very popular there. But yes, like I don't watch the housewives, but I read all the news where things from I think the housewives did it on one of their episodes. and It became a big deal. And I'm like, you know, I'm sure it was free and they ad they got advertising for this line. It's an activity. You're trying to put a fucking reality show together. What are these bitches going to do? They don't work. You know what I mean? They got nothing exciting going on uh, and living off their husbands. You know what I'm saying? Shopping. Uh, like, you know? How many activities could you do? Let's bleach yeah, next Tuesday. Let's let's bleach their assholes. Let's be a great segment. Let's be great. Yeah. 
when they run out of stuff to do, they have to come out with shit like that. I never they thought do. of that either. There's, there's nothing really going on in no. their lives. No. I listen, I have a hard time creating content for fucking Facebook because I'm like, I'm busy. You know, I don't find any of this exciting. So, like, what am I I'm supposed to post? It? I'm supposed to, what did I do today? People say, cook, you know, shoot more things when you're cooking your food. Like, you know, by the time I'm cooking my food, I'm fucking hungry. The mm. last thing I want to do is talk into a camera. Like, there's just so. Yes, it's content, and we don't have to do that. We don't have to get our asses bleached. We're going to be fine. Unless uh, pays. if someone says, Kate, I want to pay for your asshole bleaching, I might sell out. If I knew it was safe and someone was going to say, Kate, I'd be like, okay, that's kind of, that would be. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, kind of, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Yeah. I don't really think it's broken. Okay. So we'll just, we'll just veer off in that. But whoever is listening to this podcast that has kids, I just want you all to be aware the content is more aggressive than ever. And, you know, we have quite a few accidental strangulation deaths among young people every year in the U S very common. Actually, the uptick is incredible since the social media surge and they're just seeing stuff like i almost think sex ed in school should also kind of cover porn education yeah. we're at that turning point where if somebody's watching someone choke somebody in a movie maybe they should be edu educated or maybe there should be a disclaimer that these are trained people because there was just a kid here in new jersey last halloween he was having sex with his girlfriend in the backseat of his car and he was choking her and she died and he freaked out so by the time, you know, he gets out of the car and freaks out for a little while, she can't be resuscitated. Imagine being those parents, you know, both parties. Okay. Um, just awful. So what do we do? We have to be more aware. Very important. Agreed. Okay. Yeah. CG, didn't you have some questions you said? Um, Lisa, and I was just wondering, maybe, I mean, I, I don't know wait, wait, how wait, interesting. I was just wondering he's just setting up so beautifully as if it wasn't written down like right now i'm just wondering <laughs> yeah let's no 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 I, i'm not i'm not responsible enough to having had write it wrote it down but i know in the past few days leading up to here i was just wondering it might be simple question to you when you're in the porn industry do you have any say of like who's in the video with you Yes, I chose all of my co-stars, but I came into the business in the 90s when we all chose everybody we worked with and we all got to meet each other beforehand. But of course, the internet made it kind of a larger volume of content, needed a large, larger volume of, of people shooting. Um, but yeah, I was very fortunate, which made it a lot of fun, you know, knowing who you look forward to seeing. You have, you know, maybe 10 guys that throughout the year you work with on a regular basis and you just get to know them pretty well. I knew who liked basketball. I knew like, you know, so you, you just, it's, it's almost like a date, you know, when you have somebody you look forward to being with guy or girl, it's just a fun day at work. No, that's dope. I, I had no idea it was like that. I just kind of thought you were thrown into the mix and the director or somebody tells you what, what you're doing. And then you, uh, that, that sounds uh, awesome the way you described it, actually. Yeah, there's a lot more choice involved than you'd think. But, of course, there's younger people that always come into the business and get taken advantage because they don't know they have the option. And, like, some creeper directors, like, you're working with me. And the girl's like, okay. Meanwhile, like, the guy looks like mm. your dad and she's freaked out the whole time. That shit's scarring. So it's important that, you know, I'm always talking to young people and telling the other girls in the business, like, remember, if you meet a new girl, let's make sure you tell her a couple important things so she doesn't get herself into a scenario. But for me, uh, I was pretty lucky. And I, I got a lot of balls. So, like, I'm not going to do anything I don't want to do. You know, like, mm. it's just like you could 
You can ask me all day. It's not happening. I told CG I'm I'm, I'm considering starting an OnlyFans account for for me. Okay, no, so not with my bleached asshole in it. Nothing. Well, you, CG, can I put this together uh, with you guys as a team? Siege, will you shoot the photos and kind of you know set up the scenarios? Like, which means you know maybe you go to the thrift store, you get some extra like silk orchids, whatever. So that she has some stuff in the corner. Maybe she, you you go on, on the other girls' pages and see what they do. I notice a lot of them have like indoor Christmas lights hanging down on the wall. That seems to be a big thing in the photos. Uh, you only you know a ring light will do. All you need is for, you do all of this on your iPhone. Super easy app to use. I use OnlyFans to repurpose all of the content I've had from over the years of being in the business. And so I have scenes on scenes. I have 25 years of scenes, solos, photo shoots. I have magazine shoots from all the way back in the early 90s. And so every day I put an update up with a photo shoot and a video. Um, and it's just been a great way for people who maybe haven't seen these scenes or are just fans and want to stay connected. So for me, it's kind of like the greatest like recycling center ever. And uh, but I do get some weird comments. I saved one for you guys. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> I will say this. Um, I will say that. Sorry, of course, you look at your phone, and you see a bunch of text. I will say that the people, some of the fans and only fans, you know, I don't really I try not to answer direct messages on social media from strangers. Okay. It's just not a good idea. It's dangerous. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like walking out in the dark and talking to the crazy person that's just fucking going nuts across the street. You walk away mm. from him. So the engagement yeah. there, I try to send a little happy message by direct message. So I like slide into their DM, uh, but it's just telling them what I'm doing today. I'm like sitting on my desk, you know, what have you. I get some weird ones. And this one is probably the weirdest thing anybody's ever asked me. And it created a mini meltdown much better now. So I can talk about it, it was over a month ago. <laughs> He's like, um, I was going to ask you if you or your dentist could possibly pull out one or two of your teeth and let me have it. I would pay you a lot of money. It's okay, though. I'm sorry I asked. <laughs> he already apologized for the question before you. He didn't wait for an answer. He said, I'm really sorry about this question that I just asked. I gave one nice answer until I took a beat, and then I went fucking nuts on this guy. Like, you need to seek help immediately. You are obviously a serial killer that's collecting women's teeth. If I find out you offer this to some girl who's broke and she doesn't know her whole mouth will shift if she removes two fucking teeth, you need to admit yourself. Go to the police department. Like, I went uh, nuts. I was, but before all of that happened, I wrote back this. Uh, okay, okay, comma. Always good with the punctuation. That's that's a hard no, and the no is all caps, okay? And the craziest thing anyone has ever asked me. That was all I could get out for like an hour. I was just shook. I was just shook. I'm like, this guy's trying to fucking harvest my organs, okay? That's how you have to look at it. So I feel that maybe when you do OnlyFans, you have to understand. If there's men following you, they think your OnlyFans is a slow trickle of a layaway on your vagina. So they do feel entitled in a sense that they're not just getting photos in exchange for their membership, but they have some sort of next level access to you. And I think you could agree if someone asks you to get some teeth pulled out, he feels he's got some next level access. So just my fair warning. A lot of great can come out of it, but man, there's some fucking weirdos up in there. And they're probably all blocked from all of our other platforms because when social <laughs> media came out, they already scared us. And this is like that one last place they can penetrate. Uh, 
And uh, when somebody freaks me out, I'm kind of a little bit afraid to block them because I want to kind of see what their next move is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what's the sky all about? But uh, teeth. So there is definitely um, some uniqueness up in the OnlyFans. And how does that work exactly? Like they can ask you for whatever they want to ask you and you can or cannot agree to it and they pay you a certain amount for it? No, this is just a direct message that went wrong. Um, okay, but okay. For, they're paying for a membership for me to get updates every day. That's all they get. And then they get their little direct message. I keep it that simple. Once in a while, if I'm feeling frisky, uh, I'll go into the direct message and only respond to the nice people. Like somebody might say, oh, I love that photo set today. And I'll be like, I'll engage because I'm like, this is a happy customer. Let's pretend we work at Best Buy. This guy isn't trying to harvest your <laughs> organs. Don't treat him like he is, right? So, and then I'll do that for maybe an hour here and there. And they really enjoy that. So there are some good people in there. You can't get turned off by the tooth buyer, uh, but you have to know that he is fucking in there and he wants to buy your smelly socks as well. Because uh, I feel like that guy doesn't come into Best Buy. Like, I don't know. Maybe maybe he does. Maybe oh, my does. God. But, um, that guy? That guy? Oh, that, that's the guy that makes you give a nightmare in the middle of the night. That's the that, guy that you feel his energy and you're like, oh, my gosh. That guy might work at Best Buy. I'm not sure. <laughs> Geek Squad. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, well, yeah, you don't know who the team is. I'd like to know where they are. I'd like to so know where I these people. I can pull information for my own safety, which I often do, uh, just because. And you can also, it's not that hard anymore with the internet to find information on people, sadly. I'm pretty good. If desperation hits me and I'm really scared of somebody, I'll hire a private detective. Spend the money, get all the information I need on them, family, fucking everything, right? <laughs> Now you're in my file uh, cabinet. Now my friends know about you. Okay. Now, now. Yeah. You got to do what you got to do to stay alive. Oh, that's badass. I'm with it. Those are crazy. I'm asking me. You know what I mean? It's the whole Lisa Ann thing because the obsession, you know, the hundreds of hours of tape a month these guys watch, they really do form a relationship with me that's really unhealthy. But then when they have the opportunity, they're just fucking trying to buy teeth. I mean, that's just the level. <laughs> that like the level like i was like holy shit somebody put that in writing that is so fucking crazy and i was mad i was like you realize my teeth would shift right i mean fuck do you know anything about the dental i worked in a dentist office do you know anything about a dentist jesus like i was beside myself but anyway uh, uh, uh. i got over it and then i let it sit and i saved the screen grab and then i just was like the other day going through you know deleting screen grabs and i was like oh fucking andrew let's bring this out to play i'm ready Thank you. Thank you. I, I didn't know that was a thing or even existed, but but I've said this, CG's had to hear this poor thing for, for three three times, but I had a, a a listener who wrote in that her boyfriend coerced her to have a threesome with his cat. <gasps> and she described the position and how it went down. She said they put the cat food on her vagina how, and the how cat. Traumatized. Okay, how traumatized were you? Like, I, I'm traumatized right now. Like, I'm, I'm traumatized too. Third time. I'm so fucked up. I mean, what do you want to do? You want to report to authorities? How are you going to like, uh, how? <laughs> oh my God. I'm so sorry. So she tells me, and like, I try to be a non judgmental force in this world, but. Oh, no, 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 no. You don't. <laughs> This is animals, okay? Fucking PETA. Okay, like, no. This is illegal. You judge that the law is being broken. Don't be fucking... Don't be a martyr. Okay, it's a cat. I mean, like, no. No, and this... <sighs> 
is a psychopath. And you know what? I'd want to gouge my eyes out for allowing that to happen and staying with this guy. No. Do not try to be Mrs. I don't want to be judgmental. How <laughs> judge worthy? Pass the info off to me. I'll find out where they live by next week. I'll have PETA, fucking SPCA, everybody taking that fucking cat and, and getting them both evaluated, okay? Because these people should not be roaming my streets. I don't know where they live, but I'm freaked out. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's very true. <laughs> all your episodes. Listen, woman, if you're listening, you gotta stop that. That's not good. <laughs> Okay, that's uh, that's only gonna lead to worse things. Like that is to me the worst thing. But there could be more around the corner, and you need to get out of that situation. Whoa, <laughs> people are so fucking weird. I mean, amen. That that one seared. I mean, I got that years ago, and I couldn't even talk about it for years. And then I finally <laughs> started talking about it, but it seared into my head. Um, as will the teeth guy yeah uh, i uh used to have a fan mail and i feel I, like the, t- the teeth guy is not nearly as disgusting no it's not because the teeth guy just asked me a stupid question he's just a fucking moron he could have a screw loose right this bitch is following through with an actual act okay she my friend is taking it to a level the teeth guy just asked hey what's you know shoot your shot right yeah he's psycho but if he did this woman actually went through with this when i in the 90s before the internet i had a fan mail account and, you know, I'd get my mail and these boxes get it shipped to me on the road. I'd answer my mail. I'd do these little newsletters. I was the first one of my friends to have a computer. I had print shop. I'd make it look like a mailer. I'd sell oh. shit. I'd do my dance. Script. Like I was a fucking geek. And a guy mailed me this huge bag of semen. And I didn't know it was semen until I ripped open the package. It was in plastic and plastic and plastic. I was so male traumatized for such a long time. I didn't want to open. Like now I have a great sense of humor. Now, how I've, big was the bag, Lisa? And you say a bag full, eight by ten envelope, right? And it had like a Ziploc baggie filled with semen. Oh. Because, so, like, uh, semen, I mean, as you guys know, it's probably a week's load. Yeah, it's not, it's also not legal to mail through the post office, it's a biohazard. Uh, we don't get to that. Uh, but I was too traumatized, like, you know, like I wanted to burn down my house because I opened it inside, you know, what I mean, first and first and foremost, get everything on the trash, scrub myself. But looking back now. Uh, this is the person you take a fucking camera crew to his house and you ask him why. <laughs> why? Uh, I mean, what is wrong with? Did you send this to me? Uh, <laughs> a bit amazing, and I have been. I was. I know how you feel because that made me so shy of the mail and opening packages. I would put fucking two pair of kitchen gloves on, like hazmat shit. I was fucking afraid of the mail. So I'd be afraid to open email and I would also be afraid of that woman. I'd be very afraid of that woman. I wouldn't need to know where she lived right away. You have the best stories ever, Lisa (laughs) Ann. I want to say that from the gate. Uh, just about like eight of your stories blew my mind today. I was not, I was not expecting. Uh, I love to tell stories. And I think the greatest, you know, this year of quarantine has made me kind of recap my life and realize how much great, cool shit I've done, how many random situations I've been in. I decided to record my audio book for my book, The Life, that I released in 2015, which was why I was on your podcast the first time. And rereading my story five years later gave me such a different sense of gratitude for like, all the trips I took and how much fun I had playing Sarah Palin. And like, I I was going through this evolution of this and I'm like, 
damn, bitch, you've done some shit. You know, this is great. <laughs> Look back on this and celebrate this and talk about it, you know? Have fun with oh, it. Yeah. It really re-inspired me to go back in. And, and my friends and I love it. You know, just smoke a good amount of weed and sit around for story time. And we just pass <laughs> hours on hours on hours. Yeah, yeah. You would be fun as shit to do that with. That, that, uh, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Uh, it's funny because CG always has jokes about sending <laughs> well, like, sketch ideas. I don't want to give any away, but you always sending uh, semen to the mail. I just, I always thought, I always wondered how ancestry.com works. I kind of thought that you had to send in your DNA. Whenever I think DNA, I'm thinking semen. So I thought it people were just be your saliva, you know. It's a yeah, yeah. I found out since, but basically that's what popped into my head. Everybody was talking about sending their DNA into ancestry. So did you I'm thinking think that women in a box. do it? Like, how do women do it? Do we have to squirt? If we're not squirters, what happens? Like, how do you get the female come? We don't get the DNA sample. I'm not much of a thinker, so I didn't really get to that point. Okay. I just thought I just thought there were a bunch of people jizzing in a box and mailing it, you know, sending it, putting it in the mailbox. So, but yes, I do talk about that a lot. And then, but you got a guy who did it and I fucking love that. I mean, no, I don't love that. He's, he's a sick pervert. But but looking back now, I would have shown up at his house with like, and this is how I visualize it. Okay. I would have a work belt on, get the bag in my hand, all the options and ask him, I have a turkey baster. Did you expect that I would use the turkey baster and inject this into myself? Like, well, like I, I, there's so many things I could do with. But I did not have this same sense now that I think it's funny. But at this point in my life, I stopped accepting mail altogether. COVID is the perfect excuse to tell people, don't send me shit. I live off the grid mm-hmm. now. Everything I have goes to a business manager. Like, I have a P.O. box that someone else checks for me. Like, I just don't want anything that's there. I don't want it mm-hmm. coming in my house with its germs. Uh, and I'm also a minimalist now. So uh, I can't accept this stuff. Just mm. Yes. I'm sorry, semen senders. Uh, I won't be getting your packages. <laughs> See, I feel like you go into the house could go like one of two ways. Either they're the creepiest motherfucker in the world and you end up running from the house before you even film, or it could be hilarious. But I don't I don't know. One one of the two. It could take a sharp turn either way, but of course you'd have something <laughs> behind you with a handgun. You're not just rolling up to some freak's house unarmed. Are you fucking kidding me? We're uh, plot uh, here, okay? Uh, just back up, I got back up, I got back up, all right? That's you, beast. Okay? It's not just me and my friend in an iPhone, okay? I like to do that in the city, all right? <laughs> oh. oh my God, you're a badass. I love this. Oh my God. Yeah, she yeah. had that laser gun she found in the in the hole she went into of weapons. She have they have lasers, they have guns with her. I gotta get a gun just so I can be part of this this posse. If I ever want to hang with Lisa Ann, I have to have some weapons ready. Right, we'll have someone with us that has one. Okay. We won't have to worry about. We'll be taking photos, enjoying ourselves, acting <laughs> like life is fucking beautiful while they're knocking uh, around homeless people, like you know, that are just like <laughs> I'm fucking crazy. Who carries cash? Why do you keep asking for cash? Who carries cash anymore? We'll be touching cash. They come up to you for cash. I get back at them like, who carries cash? I'll, I will go into a 7-Eleven and on my card, buy you a water and a sandwich. You know, I'll do a, I want fucking cash. I'm just like, you know, fuck you, bruh. You either eat and drink or you don't. Like, uh, oh, if you cash. <laughs> so you buy some cracker cigarettes. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> You're getting aggressive like that. I've kind of managed them. You know how you get to know them all in your area? 
mm. kind of make eye contact with him. Like, I will kill you and it's okay. I live here. So you're going to see me regularly. If you do this, it'll eventually catch me on a PMS day and you're going to be in the middle of the street on the ground. So let's not do this. Uh, it's like the Wonder Woman scene from the newer movie, not to give it away. Which I have to. By the way, do you guys think that coughing on the street is now like the new drive-by shooting? Because when I see a homeless yeah. person especially, I decided to go into Penn Station the other day, which is so crazy. You know how crazy Penn's. And they were just coughing and sneezing. I'm like, I feel like I'm in the middle of a massive drive-by shooting right now. Just uh, walking, coughing and sneezing. It's the new drive-by. Now, did you get... Oh, definitely, definitely. Now, did you get COVID? Not yet. Can you believe it? Uh, did either of you? Okay, good for you. You have the antibodies now. You guys are good. You're fine. You got the antibodies by her. I don't really know. I don't really know if I yeah. ever got. You must have had it and not and not got it. Like it like I'm pretty. I'm, I'm pretty like resistant yeah. to disease. Not yeah. meaning I don't get it, but meaning that like I won't like have many symptoms. People in America thought the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but not meaning I wouldn't get it, but just meaning like I wouldn't feel the symptoms enough to get tested. Yeah, but you're. And so like maybe I had it. Nobody else. You're the criminal that's out there that's just asymptomatic. That's just a super spreader. Do you know who you want to be? Oh my god! I've been testing I've... once a week. Let me show you since August. Damn. And siege. You've been tested a bunch. I have. I have been tested. Oh you get these kits sent to you. You send it in. I am no, playing. He's been, he's been tested a bunch, and he always came out negative. But I've been tested two times. So you don't have the antibodies, right? Because each time I get tested, I don't have the antibodies either, which means we haven't had it. Wait, so like, is that newer? Is that a newer part of the test that they tell you if you had the antibodies or not? Okay, yes, you do have to ask for it. But now when you go to get a physical through your doctor, it's something they'll automatically check your blood for so make sure you get it at your next doctor's appointment, America. Um, so yeah, and you, and you also can get a specific, like this COVID test that I do by mail doesn't give me the antibodies. And then once a month, I go to a place that gives me both the tests and the antibodies. So I just, I'm, I'm on a need to know a situation. Okay. Hmm. And because I wanted to travel, uh, I knew that to be able to travel, I would have to provide because it was still tough to get across the border, right? So you have to provide uh, so many tests. I had to have four tests before I could even sign the contract. Then I had to continue to test weekly thereafter until we left, then daily. Um, so there was a lot of, a lot of testing. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I got it. It sucked. But now How I'm long were you sick for? I I guess like two, three weeks, two weeks intensely. Well, like two two days intensely. I went to the ER and couldn't breathe. Oh fuck. Oh, sorry. Sorry. They sent her home in an Uber. Of course. With with Tylenol, right? Did they just give everybody say, Tylenol? I said they sent you home in an Uber. They sent me home in an Uber. Hmm. By yourself. And and I, I was care. like, calling CG. Care. We have. She could have been attacked by the Uber driver. And you put the Uber driver at risk as well. You know what I'm saying? But, but we don't care. We're just going to give these people Tylenol. Yes, they've come here. We're going to build them a ton of money, but we're going to send them home. I feel like when you're the Uber driver, like you just have to expect you're going to get it. You're the Uber driver. You're transporting all the COVID people. 
I'll give them credit. They have great plastic shields in the city. It makes me feel super safe in the Uber. Um, And also, Mm. they can't be as chatty with you because they can't hear you through the plastic, which is even better. Uh, And then they want to leave a window cracked, which is another element to it. So I I think the Uber situation is pretty good. I will say this. um, You know, not getting it is always that curious factor of like, do I would, would I feel better if I had it? Rocco and his family all got it before we left, before we, we went to Turkey. So I kind of felt better being around them because I knew they already had it. So that helped me out a lot for my comfort, right? Um, and right now, pretty much all of my friends here have gotten it. So I have this like, hey, if you've had COVID, we'll get together. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I just feel better about hanging out with you because <laughs> I know you're not going to give it to me. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so it really works. You just got to wait it out. So I told my friends I waited it out. I'll be the person that doesn't get it. But then all of her friends have had it. So I'm good. I love it. It's like you. Um, well, we'll wrap it up. Lisa Ann, where can people find you and your podcast? Everything. Everything uh, is at The Real Lisa Ann, which is Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. Uh, my shows, SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio, Monday nights and Thursdays. And for anyone out there interested in just getting involved, even if it's just $10, please help me reach my goal for Planned Parenthood to raise $10,000 by Valentine's Day. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Siege, where can people find you? Uh, CG Erickson on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. TikTok. Yeah. Or TikTok. Yeah, I'm on TikTok now too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm doing all that stuff. You're doing all of it. You're doing all yeah. of it. So, do you dance on TikTok? Do you cook? What's your thing? What's your jam? Oh, you're damn right. We dance on TikTok. Our first dance video just came out. <laughs> she was on like, Wednesday. No, because no, we're putting out these Illmatic. Yeah. She, okay, we could get into this real quick before we go. She asked you if I dance. Like, no. Hey, listen. Here's uh, me. Okay. Uh, I've said my age. So I'm going to be 49 in May. Okay. Like, I'm past that point of, of that. And listen, it's kind of like an athlete. It's like, it's like a rapper when you give them um, a piece of sporting equipment, right? If you remember the Yankees game where 50 Cent threw out the first pitch and it went really poorly, like that made him look uncool, right? He was already mm. so fucking cool. And by the way, Power is such a great show and he's still so cool. You know, I love Fitty. But Definitely. I can't, if I can't just volunteer cool points. That's why when I got asked to do charity basketball events before, I told them it wasn't up to my game, but that I would referee. That kept me in the fringe, right? Now I'm going to up my game. By the time I get out there, they're going to be like, fuck, this bitch is fucking good, right? Yeah. It's about cool points. I'm afraid to dance on TikTok and just lose some of those. <laughs> no, definitely, definitely. Um, No, no, I'm a terrible dancer. It was actually about being a not a very good dancer. Those are the videos, basically. But uh, one just came out. And when does two come out, Kate? When does the second come out? Wednesday. Look, bitch, has you on a content schedule? She's going to be happy. I you guess guys, so. You guys going to be shooting OnlyFans together before you know it. You're going to be my new homegrown couple. Shooting oh, my God. Shooting lives together. We got a stand. We got a ring light. Come and join our page, you know? Oh, I just love uh, it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice house yeah i'm yeah. down there won't be any asshole shots oh cool because we don't want to bleach you know yeah exactly no but it's... you could crowdsource a bleaching as a content thing for tiktok and fucking only fans i'm just saying it's content <laughs> she's right she's right kate well we'll wax your asshole siege and bleach yours for content how does that sound that sounds horrible, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you both so much for having me. 
Thank you for Lisa, coming. Lisa, and thank you so much for coming. You are the coolest yeah. guest ever. Thank you so much. And then for me, if you want a healing or a tarot reading, kwolf27 at gmail.com, at the Kate, yeah, at the Kate Wolf on Instagram. Follow me on TikTok. And Lisa Ann, you are the shit. Thank you for coming on. We all must get together and hang out and do this again in person. No cameras. Sorry, listeners. And if you're the cat lady, I'm not sorry. Um, we'll do it again. Uh, I'm scarred uh, by her. I want to find her. Oh, my God. Uh, I want to rescue that cat so bad. I'm allergic, but I'll still- uh, uh, I didn't think a single time about like the cat being in pain. That that wasn't like or, like rescuing the cat. I don't know. That's what I, yeah, I just I, I was, I'm sorry. I was just so disgusted by the whole thing that didn't even pop into my head. But you guys like it's cat rape. That's true. Okay, everyone, we're gonna keep talking. Everyone, thank you. So much. Thanks, y'all. Thank you.